Thank you for tuning in to Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. I am music producer at Chick with Beats. And I'm entrepreneur Breezy Gibson. And we're glad that you've joined us once again. We got another show that's just full of music industry news. So many different things going on all over the place. And, you know, we take the, the cream of the crop to share with you and keep you updated. And, of course, we got to send a huge shout out and thank you to our home stations, Grander Radio out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sparks Radio out of Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, yes, yes. Both of them. Yeah. And, of course, you know, I forgot to mention, but you should already know there will be beats by yours truly uh, sprinkled in throughout and of course, anything that you're feeling, you know, reach out, let me know, go chickenbeats.com. And, you know, we got a lot of whole, you know, music business topics to discuss. And since you handle the business stuff, let them know where they can reach you at. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Reach me at <laughs> Breeze Above. That's B R E E C E. And the word above.now.site. Got all kinds of great tools for you as musicians on growing your um, music career and things of that nature. So yeah, check me out. Breezeabove.now.site. And hey, you know, you've got one of the most intelligent, far-reaching music producers right here yourself to the listeners and artists. And that's the one and only A Chick With Beats. So visit her at thechickwithbeats.com. She's got all kinds of, of tools there for the, the uh, musician, the artist, and the uh, counseling and, and things of that nature, beats and all kinds of things. And so they reach out to her at achickwithbeats.com. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. All right. So without any further ado, we're just going to go ahead and dive right on in. How about it? How about it? Let's go.
Beats and Breezy Gibson, Music Marvel's Radio Show.
Hey fam, this is Breezy Gibson from The Breeze Team. How would you like to see an online platform that brings you people who've already indicated that they're interested in your particular type of business? Whether it's your music you're selling, hip-hop clothing, you got a restaurant or cafe, or if you're an entrepreneur or agent for a business, visit me at Breeze2Cheese.com. That's using the number 2, Breeze2Cheese.com, or click my bio link on my Instagram profile to see a live demo this can help you get more customers and make more money. Hey, this is a chick with beats. I am a multi-genre music producer and strategist to indie artists and labels. Visit my website, achickwithbeats.com, for resources for artists and instrumentals available in various genres for songs, vlogs, blogs, podcasts, themes, TV, film, commercials, and more. Once again, that's achickwithbeats.com, A-C-H-I-C-K. W-I-T-B-E-A-T-Z. Let's make something happen. All right, we're back with music industry news. Man, just in case you hadn't heard, but apparently there was this big bombshell report in Sweden that says that multiple criminal gang members confirmed that they've used Spotify for money laundering. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) <laughs> being in it, being in Atlanta with that 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 court case, that trial that's been going on all along, mm-hmm. you know, with some 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 folks in the music industry, um, you know, this right here. Man, this you mean the Rico with Young Thug? Now these folks right here, oh my God, been using Spotify to launder money for years. Yes, for years. So, according to the Swedish newspaper Svenka Dagbladet, I believe, crime networks linked to drugs and deadly violence have used Spotify to launder money for years and years and years. And they say that after converting proceeds from the criminal activities into Bitcoin, and they use these cash and hand deals with crypto traders that they meet on Facebook. They then use that crypto to acquire fake streams for artists that are linked to the gangs and collect the money paid for those streams. So you basically got like this whole Swedish mafia thing happening and they're using Spotify and Facebook to do this. But yeah, the newspaper, just in case you're wondering, like, I wonder how legit this is. The newspaper actually cites protected sources, which include four criminal gang members themselves based in Sweden and an anonymous police agent who's investigating. You know, let's let this play out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it just kind of makes you wonder, yeah, they might have cracked this in Sweden, but where else has it been happening? Is anybody else close to exposing something else like this? You know, I don't know. It brings up a lot of questions, but... Hey, definitely something to be aware of. And, you know, we keep talking about how this streaming model kind of needs to change. And this is more proof of that. All right. BMG revenues are up 11.5% from the previous year in the first half of 2023. So they hit $447 million in the new interim report from the parent company uh, Bertelsmann reveals that over half of that, so 235.2 million, was generated in the United States, followed by 53.1 million in Germany, 45.5 in the UK, 31.4 million in France, and 45.5 million in other European countries, uh, with 35.8 
million generated in the rest of the world outside of the other areas. So it's just been kind of interesting to see like the breakdown of where the money's actually coming from. Um, you know, hey, some hints in there about where you might want to kind of focus your efforts if you're looking to become global and, you know, bigger than wherever you are in the world. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you know, another case why these articles are very, very important. Music industry news really can open a lot of folks' eyes and lead them in, in some positive directions for themselves, at least on the awareness stuff. So, hey, mm-hmm. go. All right. Onyx Record Press opened a new vinyl pressing plant in the L.A. area geared towards getting more music by independent artists onto LPs. So, you know, everybody knows that with all the... the troubles that went on like with some of the equipment needed for uh, pressing vinyl like there's been a huge delay for artists to get their music or you know they have fans excited about it and then there's these big time gaps between when they can actually deliver the product and so Onyx is kind of stepping in to try to ease that pain point for us independent artists and so they say that they're trying to do that at affordable rates which is really important as well and reasonable wait times so it's a 9,000 square foot facility that features the phoenix alpha ad12 uh, machines and according to the members it's the latest in vinyl automation and the newest technology available for pressing vinyl and so hey you know if you're open to trying it you know hit us up let us know what you think of course you know we'll, we'll share more information as we get it but anything that's gonna help kind of alleviate some of these pain points around getting your music on vinyl is always a good thing so i'm excited to hear about this yeah yeah you know i mean uh the world goes round, round and round we go round and round we go <laughs> <laughs> so here we here we go with this and say, I, I dig into it yeah All right, and the U.S. Copyright Office has identified four key topics because they've opened a public consultation on artificial intelligence. So if you're one of those passionate people that have, uh, you know, chimed in with your thoughts about it and what you think needs to happen, now's your time to actually speak your piece. So um, they're inviting interested parties to submit their opinions and positions. Um, since they've identified the four main topics for debate, it would probably behoove you to kind of stick to what they've outlined. But um, you can even give more specific answers to more specific questions if you want. Written comments are due October 18th and all replies must be turned in by November 15th. But hey, if you got something to say about it, reach out to the U.S. Copyright Office right there on the website. It'll tell you what you need to do. Yeah, that's right. You know, this whole thing about letting others make the decisions for you. Hey, you got an opening there for your input. So take advantage of it if you got any input. Absolutely. Don't be the one that says, you know, that's complaining about it after the fact when the door was open for you to step in and you didn't do that. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll say that personally, if you've ever chimed in on any of my posts about (laughs) AI and music, this is you you need to actually say something says this is where you know the rubber meets the road if you will 
because we're talking about who's actually responsible for the copyright. And so if your voice is going to be used to, you know, generate models, your music's going to be used for this, then yeah, you should receive some compensation. So yeah, you can comment all you want. You know, there's only so much that I can do, but yeah, definitely hit the website and uh, make your thoughts known. All right, ASCAP got a little catty with BMI (laughs) with the whole for-profit switch and sale talks. So one of the main things that they said was we pay songwriters, not shareholders. So we shared with you maybe a few weeks ago and before that, a couple months about BMI switching to for-profit because they're looking to get purchased. Rumor has it, um, New Mountain is supposed to be purchasing BMI for about $1.7 billion, but it has yet to be confirmed. So, you know, even though it probably is likely, we can't say for certain, but ASCAP did not take that. <laughs> uh, they still use the opportunity to basically make numerous posts on Instagram and X rebuking BMI for what they're doing. So a couple of the quotes, ASCAP, not for profit since 1914 and still going strong. Another quote, private equity never wrote an iconic love song. Another one, ASCAP, creators first, not for profit, not for sale. I mean, it just goes on and on. So one music executive called it genius, while another said it was cheap, tacky, and childish, regardless of where you fit on the spectrum of what they did. You know, it definitely is a topic for debate. You know, is BMI actually going to be looking out for the people who supply the art or for the shareholders? And you can kind of hear the answer to that within that question but yeah regardless of how you feel about it it's definitely something that needs to be discussed not sure that that was the classiest way to handle it but they've got a point hmm. yeah <laughs> they do have a point mm-hmm. and for the record you know in the u.s we also have csac people tend to leave them out a lot but it's another pro that's available too so it's not just those two here in the U.S. All right. Uh, uh, all right. And this one I thought was kind of an interesting take. I'd recommend that you check it out. But uh, Rolling Stone had posted a report about how teasing tunes on TikTok has been kind of messing over songwriters. So in recent years, some of the music industry's most respected and successful hit makers have had songs that they say have been left unsalvageable and virtually impossible to pitch anywhere else if they didn't go viral enough for the artists and labels to want to release them. So imagine this, um, I don't know, let's say you were able to pin a hit song, you somehow got it to Beyonce and she decides to tease it on TikTok. Might be a bad example because it's not like she has to do that. But let's just say that that's what happened. And like fans didn't react to it it didn't take off it wasn't being reshared and then so she says no never mind i'm not gonna use it but the post was already out there on tiktok so now you go to pitch it to someone else um i'll say ashanti and so ashanti's like you know what i do like this song but she decides to google it and then sees where Beyonce had shared it, but it didn't get any traction. So now Ashanti comes back to you and says, no thanks, I think I'm gonna pass. This has been happening to a lot of songwriters over recent years since this trend has been going on. So it's kind of now, 
making people take a look at the process and saying, hey, we as songwriters, what can we do to make sure that we're not burned by this? Because it doesn't mean it's a bad song just because it didn't go viral immediately. We know that there's so many different factors that play into it. The time that you post it, uh, who they show it to with the various algorithms and whatnot. So there's so many other factors that can impact that. And it's really kind of messing up the ecosystem for songwriters. What do you think about that? Well, you know, my input on that is is really kind of counterpoint because I'm gonna I'm gonna very I'm going to to uh, veer off to um, sports, for okay. example. Okay, basketball, baseball, especially um, not so much football, but uh, baseball really in the last few years has been um, taken over. Um, by with with in baseball management by use of analytics uh mm. what's the chance of you getting up to bat you know and, and getting a hit or getting the first base or striking out or this that the other in different situations and so uh many of the managers in baseball in, in major league baseball they're using these analytics to uh run the game okay and um so uh but at the end of the day Okay, some of these analytics are uh, right on point, but some of the analytics are just totally off, off, <laughs> no pun intended, no, totally off base. Mm. Right. So, um, so there's a there's a there's a pushback in that going on right now, saying that um, you know with other managers, managers, hey, well I'm not using analytics totally to run my team. I don't mm. care what X manager does. Or, or, or this this guy over here, that lady over there. I don't care what they do. To me, I'm, I'm going by what I see instead of what's on paper. Mm. Okay, so like with this, you know, I, I I fast forward to just the fact that um, there are artists all over the place all the time um, uh, um, reissuing songs. Songs that have been hit songs a long, long time ago. Songs mm -hmm. that weren't hit long hit songs a long, long time ago. Okay, mm -hmm. so that goes to say, you know, what's, what somebody's junk actually can be somebody else's treasure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if they want to use the analytics, you know, with the T's, there's still going to be folks out there that want to uh, reissue songs that they feel that their heart feels that song and that they can put their heart into it, maybe change it up, speed it up or slow it down, whatever, whatever. So see, it's there's two two sides of each coin, mm -hmm. and you know, so some of the songwriters were saying that's screwing them up. But then what if you know the same songwriter says it's screwing them up, and then an artist comes and say, hey, I saw that you know it wasn't successful on the uh, on the on the tease, but I wanted I want to talk to you about um, recording that song anyway. Mm. See, now so, see, yeah, we need so, more brave artists like that. Yeah. <laughs> so many people are chasing the trends that yeah we, that's so, exactly what we need yeah it's, it's, it's like baseball there's managers that say i don't care what those analytics say about what's the likelihood of him getting a hit now or striking out now or this that or the other this i'm coaching this baseball team by what i know you know from what i've experienced for the last 15 years and this is what i want bump what the analytics say mm -hmm. so, there. It's, that's just an example. You, you never know. Yeah, that's very true. And, um, you know, great analogy. Because, yeah, I mean, you can see 
by these companies that we keep sharing, like whose catalogs they're buying, that there's value in music that actually means something. Well, you know, it's so tempting to use all these analytics that we have at our fingertips, you know, to try to get a guaranteed hit that's caused like some of the essence to be kind of watered down. And that's why people are revolting and, you know, basically choosing what they want to hear. So yeah, very, very good analysis. And yeah, I hope that we have more music artists that are willing to be like those. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be thinking about the same news story. The next time I hear a reissue where, <laughs> where uh, an artist from today decides to go back and find something from a long, long time ago, and they want to get permission to, re, you know, to re-record it, and you know whether it was a hot song or whether it was a dud, if they find somewhere in their spirit that that fits them and they want to record it, then <laughs> well, you know, yeah. You, Look you at know. what happened with the Tracy Chapman and I believe it was Luke Combs. The one did the fast car, and then all of a sudden, yeah, she finally got some accolades because you know, she did this song back then and it was popular in its time but it grew to new heights because it's found a new audience through someone else so yeah you never yeah that's a really really great point you never do know, you never know. all right texas music office has launched a texas music incubator rebate program the 20.2 million dollar funded program will provide qualifying texas music venues and festival promoters a full or partial rebate of certain taxes to help support the live music industry across the state so the first round of applications is open now through november 30th so hey if you're in texas and you want to put something together now's a good time to try that yeah, well, you know, my input to that is, you know, when these opportunities come out, you know, they need to jump on. Mm-hmm. Why I'm why am I saying that? Is because it's 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 documented <laughs> uh, and noted that sometimes these opportunities come up and then uh the rich and powerful they jump at it. Yeah. And next thing you know, they use they all of the money's gone because the rich and the powerful used it up. Mm-hmm. And somebody, the, the small guy on the street, whatever, when they reach out, all the money's gone. Okay, so yeah. don't, when, when opportunities like this come up, investigate them. If that fits you, jump on them, you know, with a quickness. And that yeah. way, you know, <laughs> you know, hey, that way you don't get left out. Right. Yeah, we saw that happen uh, with resources for artists during the pandemic so yeah yeah. (laughs) like you said if you're interested you better jump on it really quick (laughs) all right timothy shu who's a former sony music boss in china was named the ceo and uh, chairman of universal music greater china so as the chairman and ceo of greater china for sony music from 20 to 27 or excuse me from 2012 to 2016 he oversaw activities in mainland china hong kong taiwan and vietnam and he later joined uh, taihe music group and was named president and ceo in 2018 and now that company claims to have the large the world's largest market share in chinese music so it looks like anything he touches just continues to grow 
And of course, they're going to be looking at some of those same regions that he was serving uh, when he was working with Sony Music. And so what does this mean? The fact that, uh, you know, this is another one of those markets that we keep talking about. It's not even really merging anymore. Like, it's just huge and it's still growing. And um, so, yeah, you can pay attention to where some of these major labels are focusing their time and attention and, you know, making sure that they get the best of the best to oversee what they're working on over there. Hmm. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Roll with it. Yeah. Another connection that was made, uh, Warner Music Group and Elliot Grange's 10K projects have entered a joint venture. And so they're bringing the roster and the team to function as a standalone label within the Warner Music ecosystem. So reportedly, uh, Warner will own just over 50% of 10K projects while Range is going to maintain almost half the company. But yeah, Music Business Worldwide classifies this as Warner's most significant label equity acquisition since it fully acquired 300 Entertainment for $400 million in cash back in December of 2021. So, you know, it's been a while since they made a purchase of this size. However, you know, at least the founder is still going to keep a good portion of it, but they will be the majority owner. And so once again, something else to pay attention to if these major labels are seeing what some of these smaller labels are doing and they want a part of it. And the best way to do that, buy it up. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like you have a cautionary tale. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm, as long as it was 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 amicable, you know, I mean, because the the, the the folks that got bought out, you know, maybe they're happy about it and so on and so forth and satisfied and everything. Okay, both sides agree with each other. But if it was a hostile takeover, you know. That, oh, yeah, no, it was not hostile at all. Uh, Three hundred oh. <laughs> entertainment jumped at that four hundred million in cash. Okay, gotcha. But, you know, to that point, I see what you mean. Because it's like maybe they could have taken the cash and still uh, maintained some equity. Possibly. You know, I can't really say that for certain since they're not divulging the specifics of uh, how this one went down. But, yeah. So I know a lot of fans were kind of sad when 300 got bought out. Because it's like, okay, well, now it's just part of another major label. Which is typically what happens, and then we've seen and even reported on sometimes where it goes the opposite way. All these labels keep buying up these smaller ones and then kind of making them adapt to, you know, their main way of doing things. And then they find out that the fans aren't necessarily as connected. So then they want to go back to that small label experience. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, you know, the fact that Grange is going to maintain almost half of the company, um, you know, that's noteworthy. But um, that keyword being almost half, key phrase. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. so yeah, he's not the majority. Right, right. They they were re very careful with how they worded that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so who? In other words, who's got the power? <laughs> Warner. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that means they could definitely overrule uh, yeah. his vote. Yeah. All right, Taylor Swift. I mean seems like she's always in the music news for something and this time it's because her concert film generated a record-breaking advanced sales 
uh, tickets for AMC. And so they reported that ticket sales for the concert film that documents her era's tour grossed $26 million in three hours. Three hours. And so this shattered the record for single-day advanced ticket sales that were previously held by Spider-Man No Way Home, which earned $16.9 million in a single day. It earned less in a single day than what she brought in in just three hours. Well, you know, my accolades go out to Taylor Swift because she and her her crew, mm-hmm. uh, over the years, they've zeroed in on their their true niche niche, mm-hmm. and their niche market niche market. Those young kids. Okay, so when you when you okay, so now when you think about it, how many other artists out there? got their teenage and less than teenage girls mommy daddy i want to go all over the world Mama. okay yeah. that's their niche is 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 there's kids everywhere they're crazy about her they're, they're zoned they've zoned in on that niche and i don't believe they're gonna you know i mean it, it, okay you might as well say the <laughs> sports analogy I hear all the time, or that is said all the time. In, in these games and whatever, you get that other person down and hold them down, you know, hold them down, <laughs> put your neck on, put your foot on their neck until the game's over. That's said all the time in sports. So she's not putting her foot on the kid's neck or anything like that. <laughs> it's completely opposite. The kids, the kids love that. So but, go ahead. You know, what's interesting, though, is for the amount of time that she's been out, those kids are now grown and taking their kids. Yeah. So she's kind of spanned generations at this point. Yeah. So it's not just the teenagers. Moms are one. You know, teenagers been listening to mom play Taylor Swift <laughs> all of her life, you know, pretty much. And so, yeah. So like this this time frame, I mean, she's she's been in the game for a while now. And the yeah. fact that she's been able to uh, you know, kind of bridge the generational gap has been just incredible. And you're right, that team has not let up. Nope. And, you know, hey, more power to her. Man, but, I mean no, twenty six million in three hours. Three hours. Mm. So, I mean, with that being said, yes, as Taylor Swift, you know biggest pop star on the planet right now i believe and i'm not exaggerating we're talking just you know gross and whatnot but i mean this could still maybe not necessarily to that same level but this could still kind of signify that um fans want to have a connection to artists that they enjoy so this is also meaning you know the, the tour itself grossed a lot but this is just the concert film that's talk the film that's talking about the concert tour. So they're showing backgrounds and this is how much people were willing to spend. AMC actually had to do multiple showings just a day just to be able to keep up with the demand. Mm. So, you know, you can take a, a note from Taylor Swift 
book because that's one thing that she always does is make sure that she's connecting with her fans she doesn't just put the music out but does stuff to make them feel involved and so you know that's something every artist can kind of take um note of and try to to mimic in your own way <laughs> so yeah no it doesn't mean that you gotta sell out amc but you know you can do different things to kind of help your fans feel more connected to you which can eventually mean more money right yeah yeah i mean in sports so when you when you um you know and I, I keep bringing sports up so you're involved in the game whether it's a small time game or a big time game whatever you know so there are athletes that when that game is over, they just run off the field, gone in the locker room, never to be seen again till the next game. But mm -hmm. then on the other hand, there are other athletes that actually walk up to the uh, railings where the fans are sitting and shake hands, mm -hmm. you know, and 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 uh, walk all the way around the stadium, got their hand out, and fans are running down there. Okay. I mean that can that can bring about purchases of jerseys, hats, all kind of stuff, mm -hmm. you know, that identify that fan that 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 fan wants to identify with that 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 person, that athlete, because of you know the kindness that they showed to come out there and, and shake their hand or give them a high five or whatever, instead of just leaving the field going on in the locker room. So you know, Absolutely. You never know. Excellent analogy. Yeah. Or same with a musician when you, you know, I mean, yeah, there's some crazies out there, but when, when you take the time, you know, you're walking out and there's a crew of people out there waiting. Okay. You can just dash on out through the crowd and just jump in the limo and be gone. Or you can stand there and, 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 and sign a few autographs mm -hmm. and, and build that camaraderie and whatever. And that camaraderie goes a long way. It does. There's actually been times that I've bought albums at shows just because I wanted the autograph of whoever I just saw get off the stage. Wow. Yeah. I never heard of them before going to the show, but yeah. they rocked it so well. It's like, you know what? I want to capture this moment in time. Yeah. Let me grab this. But if he just had somebody else working the merch table and wasn't there, I probably wouldn't have done it. Wow. Yeah. Great That's analogies. Good point. Yeah. Good point. yeah, yeah. All right, SM Entertainment has partnered with RCA Records on a new K-pop group called Rise, and their debut single surpassed 1 million physical pre-orders. Physical pre-orders. I feel the need to stress that. So what, we were just talking about this. <laughs> so these fans are so excited that they want the hard copy. And, you know, everybody keeps having these reports about, like, what's doing numbers and you know, with more people going for vinyl, people are still buying CDs and cassettes for that matter. So yeah, it's not a dead medium. Obviously people want it, but um, this whole scenario, SM says, says that it's a rare occurrence for a K-pop group to sign with the US uh, major record label before actually making their debut. But they did this and they actually made their live onstage debut at the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles last month. And so this kind of aligns with what SM and Cacao Entertainment, which is the main stakeholder in SM now, but um, it's their strategy to try to gain traction in the world's largest music market, which is the U.S. for now. I would not be surprised if that changed in the very near future with <laughs> the way things are going 
globally but um yeah it seems like their plan is working to get a million physical pre-orders that's just yeah (laughs) that's not an easy feat but it does show you some trends that could be happening and uh, how things might be shifting a little bit yes and 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 if that continues then it won't be a rare occurrence it'll be all the time exactly yeah Wow. All right. Final story of the week that is just huge. Universal Music Group and Deezer have launched the or are launching the first comprehensive artist centric music streaming model. So they use their respective deep data analysis to develop the artist centric model for a fair allocation of streaming revenue that actually reflects the true value of the artist and fan relationships that we were just talking about. But um, they're going to be launching the model in France in the fourth quarter of this year, and it'll roll out to additional markets later. So first of all, you know, we've been talking about how they've been working and trying to develop this. I mean, it was just report after report that I, I believe I got emails probably weekly talking about Universal working to develop this with uh, streaming services. And so, yeah, I I thought this was going to be a lot farther off than it actually is. And so I'm excited that this is happening sooner because this definitely needs to be adopted. We've been talking before about how the pro rata system works. All the money gets thrown into a pool and, you know, somebody else gets the money based on percentages. And it's just it's a mess. And so I'm really excited to see how this works out. It turns out I really, really want something similar to be adopted by these major companies that are here in the U.S. <laughs> and other places, hint, hint, Spotify, you too. But yeah, it's about time that um, if somebody plays your music, you should get paid for that stream. It shouldn't just get thrown in with everywhere else to where you've got people using it to launder money <laughs> and all that this would kind of alleviate that as an issue and so i'm really excited and i'm glad that i was wrong about the length of time that it would take uh, for it to come to fruition wow right (laughs) uh you know um that old analogy superman faster than a speeding bullet Mm -hmm. from decades ago okay Mm -hmm. here we go You, you just never know and how um how diverse and how rapid different ideas take hold yeah yeah <laughs> you never know For so sure. there you go again i keep saying this you know you could be the one on the street you could be the person just starting out in the music industry or any other industry um but specifically the music industry and you can come up with an idea so there's a train of thought saying that, you know, when when one of the worst things that can possibly happen in, in any regard is when a person comes up with an idea and someone else, uh, they uh, downplay it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, Very and, true. Yeah. So right. when you come up, when y'all come up with those ideas, push them forward. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Because you never know. And yeah, if you constantly around people that always have to have the negative side or see the negative uh, way of things going you know it might be time to adjust the circle 
Yeah, what will that phrase? Hey, one woman's junk is another woman's treasure. One man's junk is another man's treasure. So you come up with the idea and you feel that's it. That's the one. Then you gotta push it. Don't just uh, allow it to just sit on the sideline and and gather dust. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that does it for this week's edition of Music Marvels with the Chickle Beats and Breezy Gibson. Once again, we thank you for tuning in. We thank you for uh, sharing us with your friends as well. We thank our home stations, Grander Radio out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sparks Radio out of Atlanta, Georgia. And, you know, I'm already looking forward to next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. You never know. You know, reached out to a gentleman that we know from way back, saxophonist. Stephen Charles, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he's eager about coming back and and sharing with his latest, working on his website right now, and and uh, you know sprucing it up. So hopefully that'll get done soon. And shout out again, shout out uh, to the one and only Al Burroughs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that. Hey, his name precedes him. <laughs> <laughs> out there in L.A. doing his thing. So. Uh, um, Shout out for you, to you, and to all of our other listeners, and to our uh, supporting uh, media outlets. Hey, yeah, definitely. You are appreciated. Much appreciated. All right. So until next time, you know where to find us. Tune in, tell a friend. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace.